Welcome to the Storytime Clinic, where children's books and health collide. I am your host, Dr. Mfon Omarin, and every week I spotlight a children's book featuring a character with a health condition. My goal is to inspire conversations that will help all of us better understand and support kids with health conditions. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode number one of the Storytime Clinic. I'm very excited to be with you guys today and to be getting started with this podcast. It is a project that I've had in mind for the last few months, and it is really exciting to see it kind of coming together. Okay, today we will be looking at a character with physical disabilities from the book Cyborg Cat, Rise of the Parsons Road Gang. Before we jump into this book, let us set a little bit of groundwork, talk about disability a bit. A disability is any impairment of the body or mind that makes it more difficult for a person to do certain activities, or to interact with the world around them. So this can cover a wide range of things. You can have problems with your vision, with your hearing. It can be a physical disability. Um, it can be an impairment in the way you think or, or process information. So disability covers a, a wide range of issues. When we talk about childhood disabilities, about 10% of those are physical disabilities. And when they show up kind of depends on what the underlying disease or insult is. Physical disability can be present at birth, or it's something that can be discovered during the natural process of development. So when a child is not gaining the expected physical skills, such as holding their head up, sitting up, standing, crawling, walking. That might be our first clue that a child may go on to have a disability. Disabilities can also uh, be acquired, so they can come about later in life, maybe due to an infection or an illness or an injury, an accident or something like that. So disabilities can also be acquired at any point in life, actually, not just in childhood. And though we often talk about people with disabilities as a group, there is such a wide range of variability in the experiences that different individuals have. So they can have different severity and uh, the limitations caused by their disability. Or they can have differing needs in terms of accommodations or assistive uh, technology or devices. So it really is a very, very wide range of uh, experiences. And a lot of times these experiences are also affected by the environment around and the availability of these assistive devices or accommodations. So what, what seems like a severe disability in one setting or one environment can actually be significantly aided or improved by the access to certain tools and devices that can help. So coming back to the book, again, uh, title of the book, Cyborg Cat, 
Rise of the Parsons Road Gang. I feel like I have to say it in a robot voice because <laughs> that's what I think about when I think about Cyborg. <laughs> anyway, it's called Cyborg Cat. It is a chapter book. It is first of three in a series, I believe. And uh, I would say the age range that it's geared at is kids aged between 9 and 12 years. The author's name is Ade Adepitsan. He is a Nigerian by birth, and yes, yes, you can see my biases right from the first episode because <laughs> I'm Nigerian as well, but I promise you that is not the reason why I chose this book as, as my first one. Well, it's not the only reason. <laughs> so Ade Adepitsan, he is um, Nigerian by birth, as I mentioned, and he emigrated to the UK when he was very young. Um, so this would probably have been in the 1980s or so. And he has done so many amazing things with his life. Um, he is a wheelchair basketball player. He played several times in the Paralympics. He is a TV presenter. He's an actor. He's an author. Um, and apparently recently a new father as well. So I mean, he's done it all. There's a lot of things about his life that are fascinating and inspiring. He writes this book about the time when he was moving to the UK. Um, and in the story, Ade is almost 10. Um, and we meet him. He has He has a lot of things on his mind. He has just moved to a new country. He's not made any friends yet. He hasn't started school. And we can see a lot of uh, the anxiety that is caused by that situation because he feels different. And he's different for a lot of reasons. His culture is different. His accent is different. He has loud Nigerian parents <laughs> that he's very concerned of, of how the neighbors are going to see them. But the real reason why he's he's most concerned is because he wears a metal brace on his left leg. And this is because he had polio as a baby and was left with a weak leg. So this is one of the things that we see very early on in the book. The self-consciousness that comes from having this caliper and having polio. He is conscious about the way that he walks. Um, he's constantly trying to hide his brace. He has internal dialogues about how the people that he meets are going to think he's weird and laugh at him. And we see in the book, actually, that he's had some negative experiences to support that anxiety. People have not always been nice to him. There's been bullying. There's been name calling based on the fact that he has a disability. So it's almost expected in a way that he has internalized some of these negative experiences. And, and these can be common challenges for children with disabilities. The feeling of being different, of being isolated because of that difference. They might be excluded by friends, and sometimes they might even exclude themselves from situations because of that past history of being hurt. We also see that this negative self-image can also be perpetuated by the media in the book, Ade says something interesting. He says, superheroes didn't look like me. When he looked at books or TV or, or movies, whatever it was, he didn't see people that looked like him. And he didn't see them in, quote unquote, cool characters. And so that's the way he saw himself. And, and that's one of the things that is so 
important with children's literature and programming. Children pick up a lot of things from what they see around them. And so it is important to have representation in the tools that we're using to teach children about the world around them um, and to show what is possible. And I think the author does a really good job with this book, um, trying to change the narrative. Despite knowing that he's different, all Adair really wants to do is to be like everybody else and, and fit in. And he does end up meeting a great group of friends. And the thing that solidifies that friendship is the commonalities that they share. They bond over their love of football. They have crazy dads who do crazy dad dances. They have moms that send them to school at all sorts of outfits on the first day of school. They have similar fears about bullies at school. Um, so really, there are so many points of commonalities. And we see how the friendships build up around these things. And the differences become things that fade into the background. Um, so that's such an important point when we are teaching kids about the world. And it's an important point for adults as well, honestly. In order to relate with people, focusing more on the common ground, the commonalities, the shared experiences is much more important than dwelling on the differences. And we can see how important these friendships end up being to our day. It's like the world changes for him. He's much more excited to get outside, um, to come out of his shell. Um, he's enjoying life much more. He is almost looking forward to going to school now. You know, it changes his whole perspective because he's found a group of people who accept him along with his disability. So this is really key not just for children with disabilities, but really with any condition that makes them feel isolated or feel different, is the importance of creating a good support group around them, a good community, um, importance of having understanding from their peers and people who they are surrounded by in school, their family, kids out in the playgrounds and whatnot. And so we have to be intentional about building the kinds of environments that will best help these children thrive. So we've talked about how Ade ends up being really good friends with this group of kids, but something interesting happens at the beginning of their friendship. I think it's their first time meeting. They are excited to play a game of football together. Um, and Ade notices that they're treating him a bit differently. Because they see that he's disabled, they think that he can't keep up. And so they're going very easy on him on the field, passing him the ball, not defending hard. And Adet thinks, really? Okay, let me show you what I'm about, <laughs> you know? And he kind of, you know, gets in there and, and shows them what he's capable of. And it turns out he's a really good football player. Well, after seeing that demonstration, of course, they know never to underestimate him <laughs> again. And it's very interesting because this is a situation that happens frequently. Um, I think it's a trap that a lot of us uh, easily fall into. 
There's other places in the book where Ade is called a stupid cripple. Um, people make assumptions about him based on how he looks. They make assumptions about his intellectual ability because he is physically disabled, when really those two things may not be connected. Um, and for him, they definitely were not. Um, another interesting spot actually is when he sees somebody who is in a wheelchair and he is very resistant to being in a wheelchair himself because he feels like wheelchairs are for quote unquote, really disabled people. So there's that tendency to make assumptions about what a person is capable of based on their appearances or one particular part of their story. And that doesn't often give us the whole picture. I'll give you an example from my personal life. I remember back in college when I used to work for the alumni uh, office of giving. Pretty much we would call alumni and uh, pretend to make idle chit chat for a couple of minutes and then ask them to donate to the university <laughs> or to some cause. And, you know, the goal was to get them to give generously. It wasn't a job that I was very good at, but anyway, I did it. And one particular night, I had a phone call with an elderly lady. And as we were talking, she asked me where I was from. I said I was from Nigeria. And all of a sudden, her tone changed and she became very sorrowful and sad. And, oh, my goodness, you're so lucky to have gotten out. I am, you know, I can't believe the things I see, you know, the poverty and the war and your childhood must have been really rough. And I'm I'm so glad that you were able to come over here. And in my mind, I, I'm just thinking, what is she talking about? That is not representative of my life at all. And I remember the feeling that I had after that conversation, just a mixture of confusion, of embarrassment and, and anger that somebody had taken one piece of information about my life and created a whole story about it that was just incorrect. But to be honest, this is something that I've done as well. I've caught myself making similar assumptions about someone that I've just seen without knowing their full story. So the lesson there is, rather than assuming, give people a chance to tell you about themselves, about their story, about their individual experiences. Ask questions. Too often, disabled people may be underestimated by society and that results in us limiting their opportunities, essentially. And it's definitely an area where we need to be mindful of our own tendencies and work hard to correct those. And this is something that we can model and teach for children as well. One of the things that I like about this book is that because Ade is an immigrant, we get little glimpse into how the experience of disability uh, can differ based on your environment. And he writes a little bit about how disabled people didn't have a lot of opportunities in Nigeria and how it was hard for them there and how a lot of people were in the streets begging. So sometimes the limitations that come from a disability are not 
simply because of the disability itself, but because of the way the environment is built and because of perceptions that um, society has about disabled people. Uh, Being from Nigeria myself, I can attest that there's, to this day, a lot of places that are not created to cater for people with disabilities. Um, Going to public places like banks, airports, churches, schools, the vast majority of them don't have any accessible designs built in. They don't have adequate accommodations um, for a disabled person to easily maneuver. And oftentimes children with disabilities are left out of the school environment or they don't have the right accommodations in place for the school environment to really be most useful to them. And so these lost opportunities uh, accumulate over time, um, lost opportunities in education, discrimination when it comes to job and employment opportunities. And all of these uh, accumulate together to increase levels of poverty in people with disabilities, um, which translates to worse outcomes as a whole across their lifespan, um, and also when it comes to, to health as well. So there's a lot of opportunity to advocate for changes that would allow disabled people to get the appropriate accommodations that they need in order to live their best lives. This book really had a lot of learning points. Uh, It was also a good read. It was fast. It was funny. Um, I enjoyed the characters quite a bit. Um, So it's it's a great starting point for uh, talking to kids about disabilities and, and just starting a conversation around this. The three takeaways that I got from this was, um, number one, focus on the commonalities. It's okay to talk about the differences because kids will be curious, but focus on the commonalities. This is going to be the bedrock of forming good friendships. Number two, avoid making assumptions. Let people tell you their story. Let people show you who they are as individuals. Avoid making assumptions. And number three, there is a lot of work to be done in terms of advocating for disability rights, advocating for um, appropriate accommodations, for improved accessibility. Um, All these things can have um, a great impact on the life of a child or an adult with a disability. Okay, so that is it for Cyborg Cat, Rise of the Parsons Road Gang by Ade Adepitan. Now, what I realized is I'm going to have a hard time picking just one book for these episodes. <laughs> I really went in a little deep this time and I, I picked several. Um, I mean, there was there was a lot of good options here, but a couple more that I really wanted to recommend. One is a book called When Charlie Met Emma. This is a picture book. And so this would be adequate for kids probably anywhere from three to six years, um, kids who are being read to. 
And the author of this book is Amy Webb. She is the mother of a child who has limb differences, meaning that her legs and arms are shaped differently, different lengths. And because of that, she needs to use a wheelchair. And so in this book, um, the author models a typical first encounter that a child might have on a playground with um, when they first see a child who has a disability or who looks different. And sometimes kids have no filter, right? So sometimes they say or do hurtful things, maybe without really meaning to. And what I like about the book is that it then models um, how to teach a child to approach people who look different in a better way, in a more respectful way to let them know things that might be hurtful ahead of time, uh, let them know how to connect with this person and see them as a person first rather than their disability or their difference. And so I think it's a really nice teaching tool and uh, a lesson for a young child to have been exposed to even before they come across that kind of situation. So check that one out. She also has an excellent website where she has many different stories, uh, not just about her own experiences raising a child with disabilities, but also experiences of many different uh, parents as well. And I, I found that actually very educational. I'll put a link to it in my on my website. And the other book that I read is called All the Way to the Top by Annette Bay Pimentel. This is a book that told the story of a young girl who was involved in the disability rights movements in the United States back in the 1970s. And it's very interesting, actually, because it gives a bit of historical perspective um, as to the advocacy movement around uh, disability rights back in the 70s, which I had no idea of or no background of. But this is where um, the important disability rights acts came from. And so that's actually a very uh, interesting historical perspective that can be explored with children. Okay, that is a wrap for the first episode. Thank you so much for joining me today at the Storytime Clinic. Let's keep learning together. For the show notes and links to the books I cover in this episode, please head over to the podcast website at www.storytimeclinic.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with other people who may be interested. I'd also love to hear from you if you have book suggestions or health topics you'd like to see me cover. If you want to give me some feedback and help me make this podcast more valuable for you, I would also love to hear from you. You can leave a review on iTunes and email at thestorytimeclinic at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.